0: Hello and welcome back to the Test Drive Podcast, brought to you by Sport Car USA. I'm your host, Lee Bodette. Hello and welcome back to the Test Drive Podcast, brought to you by Sport Car USA. I'm your host, Lee Bodette. Here at SportCar USA, we love all things fast. From stock Corvettes to tuned-up Hellcats, we love it all. So buckle up and come for a ride on this week's episode of Test Drive. Well, hi everybody. Welcome to our Test Drive podcast number 34. I'm your host Lee Bodet with a new haircut. You might not recognize me. Yeah, I it was getting soon. a little out of control there, Scott. You had a hat last week. Yeah, that's there's a reason why I was wearing a hat. <laughs> Anytime my hair just gets all puffy, I got to put a hat on because yep. it's pretty uh, raw looking as they say. <laughs> Anyhow, I've been a broadcaster, radio broadcaster for over 40 years. I'm the host of the Test Drive on the YouTube channel. And I'm the front man and host of Sport Car USA and, of course, a car enthusiast my entire life. Scott Nickerson from Sport Car USA is with us today. It's good to be back again. Yes, it is. It is. And it's almost Halloween, Scott. It is a couple days. Yeah, we're going to release this. Uh, today's the 27th, right? Yes. Of October. And uh, we release these test drive podcasts uh, usually around what, five o'clock on yep. Fridays. So we're recording day of. We are. And yep. uh, trick or treat to everyone out there. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I was thinking about it. And is it that they're going to do it on the weekend? Because Halloween falls on like a Tuesday, which is kind of strange. So are people doing it on that day? Oh, no. Or... No, No,
0: I mean, there are different events. Like here in the Franklin County area, we live in a town called St. Albans. And the little kitties get to go out on Saturday and they go to all the different businesses. Oh, that's right. All dressed up for an hour, two or three. But the actual Halloween never gets canceled. No. And the forecast for Halloween in Vermont this year is chilly with a high of 38 degrees. Is
1: it that cold? It's
0: going to be... Yeah. After this weekend, it's going to get real cold. We've been pretty lucky this week. Yeah. It was almost 70 degrees. Yeah. It's been dreary and rainy, but... Yeah. Today, I think we're going to be in the upper 60s again, but yeah, after Saturday, welcome to Vermont. That's how it's been all year. (laughs) It's been a wild year for weather. You can see why we love our sport cars at Sport Car USA, because... It, we just relish them because the weather we have here. I feel like we've
1: almost been equally a sports car podcast and a weather podcast yeah, this year. pretty much. Because it's been so out of control.
0: Hasn't been the best for sure. Not in our favor. Today, we want to rebroadcast an episode of our Test Drive series. What episode was it? It was episode three of Ep- the series. Okay, episode three. Yep. And it was based on the GT350 the 4 GT350 Shelby of course. Yep. Yeah, it was it was kind of
1: inspired by a specific one that we had which we had for a while and I know you had your eyes on. Yeah. And so did everybody and we got some really cool pictures of it. Actually, topically, we got pictures of it in the graveyard. Yeah. Uh which yeah, was we from did. last year's Sport Car USA calendar. It's really strange. Um, it's a yeah, it's a orange GT350
0: with black, black stripes, stripes. Yeah. And it was yeah. Yeah, you would never Beautiful. think about setting up a photo shoot in a graveyard or a cemetery. Just me. But I got to tell you, it's really cool. This was in, uh, well, was on one of our calendars that yep. we, uh, we yep. had this past year. It's the current month hanging it, up in our office. It is, absolutely. And I love that look of that car. It's just so sharp. Yep. I did own a GT350. It was kind of like a cement color. I love that color. Yeah, though. with the black stripes. Yep. I love the car. The only reason I traded it was because the new Corvette came out in 2020, so I had to have that. But you miss it. I do miss that GT350. That is probably, well, it's got to be top three as far as the most fun cars to drive. Yeah. Is that ones that you've owned or just driving in general? That, well, I would say, I, I can say in general. Yeah. I mean, I've owned an awful lot of cars, as you know, but the GT350, just something about the the rumble. Ford really gets it right with their exhaust systems. Yeah. Their exhaust systems and their sound systems are incredible. I mean, the radio and that or thing. They have Harman
1: Kardon. Is what is it? The, is it Harman Kardon or Bang & Olson? Uh, I'm not even I sure, I remember. I'm not even this, sure. The
0: audio system they have. But the exhaust, even a regular Mustang GT. Mhm. You know it's coming down the road. Yeah, I know. There's someone else that works here that has a
1: regular GT. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got the performance pack on it and stuff like that, but it sounds really good.
0: Yeah. It's so loud. Yeah, because a lot of people like to modify their exhaust systems. Uh, We've mentioned that we do deal with Quinton Brothers, well-known throughout the country, and uh, they are known for louder exhausts and more horsepower. Which you
1: could certainly do with all those Mustangs, but right out of the box, they sound really good. To me, the GT350
0: is the perfect car for a modern muscle car. It goes really fast, Mm -hmm. but not too fast. Right. It's It's not not the 500. Right. Which is almost overkill. Yeah. It's not a Hellcat. Right. With 767 some odd horsepower. It's got all the power that I need and just a lot of times I'd be cruising in that GT350 and I would actually shut the radio off because I just wanted to 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 really hear that exhaust.
1: Yeah. They sound great.
0: Yeah. From inside, outside fun. Then, of Especially. course, you have to show off a little bit. Like right. when you're downtown, you rev it up a little bit. And downshift. People that are trying to eat their lunch or dinner outside get annoyed. Yeah. But I've got a little smirk on my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. So tell us about this Test Drive podcast that we're about to see.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you and I kind of went and took a deep dive into the history of Shelby and the GT350 as a whole. And well you know what we've discovered even through his involvement in chrysler is shelby had a wild history uh so it's it's gonna be a super interesting dive into kind of from his early life all the way through uh until he passed and his impact on shelby and without him like the amount of cars that we
0: wouldn't have yeah is yeah it's special carol shelby's was just an amazing man. And you're going to learn a lot about it when we uh, play this YouTube uh, test drive podcast for you in just a bit. But I used to watch the Bear Jackson auctions when he was on it, and he was on it just about every auction they had. I think he passed away at 88 years old or something like Mm -hmm. that. not, Not too long ago, but just a fascinating guy, very smart, and you could just sit there and listen to his stories all day long. Yeah, and it's super interesting, like the way he was
1: brought up, which, you know, it gets into a little more detail, but he didn't come from much, you know, there's some people that start in the business that they have a leg up, but he was, you know, he, he was born in a time when there wasn't a lot of things, right. and he just loved cars and racing, and yeah. it
0: developed from there. Yeah, I mean, he would race just to win a six-pack.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need trophies, I oh, will do it for a six-pack, that yeah. kind of thing. But one thing, when you get a Shelby, whether it's a GT350 or a 500, you can send away for certain items mm-hmm. like they would have these dash plaques. Yeah. Which we Carol had some sh- that yeah, were. Yeah. Signed. Carol Shelby would sign it. Mm-hmm. So I, I still have that. I didn't give it up with the car. Uh, you could send uh, your glove box cover and have Carol in. Shelby would sign it. Yep. And, and I understand that he would sign for probably about two hours at a time. He would just sit in a room and okay, okay, just keep signing, sign, sign, sign people's glove boxes yeah, exactly. And then of course you would get the certificate of authentication. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? And it was just really cool to have. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I remember we had a couple, and we did
1: uh, another time where we drove that same vehicle, I think, or another three fifty that yeah. had that dash plaque, uh, which is on our YouTube channel. You yeah. can find it, uh,
0: and that was that was a really special car too. Yeah. One of the car shows we had this year, uh, we did bring the GT350, one of them, mm-hmm. and I was the first one to volunteer to drive it.
1: Yeah. you, It's the only ones you can get in manual now. The yeah, 500s exactly. are automatic. Good point. Um, and,
0: of course, now they're going away, yeah. uh, but I love my Corvette. I wish it was a standard. I don't think a whole lot about it when I'm driving the Corvette because it, it shifts so quickly on its own. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way it downshifts because... It doesn't downshift the way I would downshift. You got to use the paddles is, if you want it. Yeah, to... if you use the paddles, absolutely. So that's the part I don't like the downshifting of the Corvette. Mm-hmm. But it it just so it, they say you cannot humanly shift that fast oh, if it I mean, was a manual transmission. Is, yeah,
1: it's instant. It is crazy. But I do miss shifting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's why I
1: think the 350s are some of our most popular vehicles. Yeah. We've sold so many Sport 350s. Car USA had uh, I don't know seven eight nine yeah i don't know if we have as many left now right which is yeah. great you know coming in the winter months we want to yeah sell off as much as we yeah. can but those 350s are very popular yeah. and i think that's part of it is the fact that they're manual yeah.
0: transmission and they look cool and they sound cool yeah so. i
1: think they have like kind of that standard muscle car look right like if you look at those like the corvettes now are a little more super car like european looking right um the camaro is kind of a more traditional muscle car look but that that 350 is like Mm -hmm. kind of as pure as it gets
0: i think in that form i I totally agree (laughs) enough said this is episode number four from number three three. see that's why you're here scott (laughs) i look you (laughs) right in the eye it's like okay he's gonna correct me so episode number three of our test drive series it was a lot of fun why don't we play that now for our podcast listeners and viewers In today's episode, we'll be checking out the 2018 Shelby GT350 in a very unique color. It's called Orange Fury. This car has a lot of history and some very big shoes to fill. The legendary Carol Lee Shelby was born in 1923 in a town called Leesburg, Texas. His parents were Warren Hall Shelby, who was a local mailman, and his wife, Eloise, who was a stay-at-home mother. Carol didn't have a very affluent childhood, and he suffered from some heart problems at the age of seven years old. Since a young boy, Carroll always loved things that would go fast, which eventually led to his obsession with cars. At only age seven, he moved with his family to Dallas, Texas, and around age 10 would ride his bike to the local dirt tracks to watch the races. Shelby owned a Willie's automobile in high school and used it to dial in his driving. After graduating Woodrow Wilson High School in Dallas, Texas, In 1940, he enrolled at the Georgia Institute of Technology in the Aeronautical Engineering program. In November 1941, Carol Shelby started his aviation career at the San Antonio Aviation Cadet Center. He would later enlist in the United States Army Air Corps to fight in World War II. Shelby began pilot training in November 1941. He graduated with the rank of Staff Sergeant Pilot in September 1942. Then in December 1942, he was commissioned as a second lieutenant after he went through air students training. He would later serve as a flight instructor and test pilot in the Beechcraft AT11 Kansan and Curtis AT9G. He went on to fly many different aircrafts like the Douglas B-18 Bolo, the North American B-25 Mitchell, the Douglas A-26 Invader, and finally the Boeing B-29 Super Fortress, before being discharged following our victory over Japan. I bet you didn't know this. After the war, he started his own dump truck business and even worked briefly as an oil well roughneck from 1948 to 1949. Well, those two didn't work out so nicely. Shelby turned to chicken farming, which was far more lucrative. It was during this time that Shelby would start making his way into the racing scene. Shelby started driving professionally at the age of 29. He started out as an amateur and borrowed his friend Ed Wilkins MGTC in January 1952 at the Grand Prairie Naval Air Station drag meet, followed by other races. Shelby would go on to win the first race he was in. He then entered another race only a few hours later against much faster vehicles. He would win this also. It was clear that Carroll Shelby knew his way around a racetrack. He also raced Charles Brown's Cadillac Allards at Cattle Mills, Texas. And by the end of 1952, Shelby had won four races and he decided he only wanted the trophies and he turned down any prize money. Shelby would go on to compete in a lot more racing over the years until 1959, when he decided he wanted to race something of his own. Something surprising to a lot of people is that Shelby was a big fan of Chevy and the vehicles they made at the time. He went to them with a proposition of building a new V8 race platform with some help from the Chevy Corvette.
2: About all I had was an idea. You might even call it a dream. It was to build a sport car that first of all, more people could own and enjoy driving, and second, they could race under American colors and maybe pride the old established names a little bit.
0: He teamed up with an Italian man by the name of Sergio Scaglietti, and they reskinned the Corvettes. What came back was the Scaglietti Corvette, but Chevy, they decided to pass because they were banning all of their cars from racing. So in 1960, Shelby would race for the final time, as his heart condition would flare up again. Shelby was now on his journey to be a part of racing in a different way. Shelby reached out to Aston Martin and then a car company called AC. They're in need of engines for their AC Bristol. Shelby had an idea. He reached out to Ford to get a hold of the new V8 they were producing. Well, AC sent Shelby a body and he slammed a massive V8 engine into the small light car thus giving birth to the first AC Cobra. After some disappointment in the Le Mans circuits, Shelby went back to the drawing board and he brought in Pete Brock to help out.
2: I don't know anybody any more qualified to pass along some of these fundamentals than our own Pete Brock.
0: Take over, Pete. Shelby was the horsepower guy and Brock was in charge of making the car more streamlined and aerodynamic. The new design, was titled the Daytona Coupe. It was much faster than the previous Cobra design. In 1965, Carroll Shelby would start another legendary creation. This was the Shelby GT350.
2: We've got a couple of new entries in our stable this year. The new Mustang based GT350 and the first American car of its kind, the new Ford GT. This GT350 is a racing version of Ford's Mustang 2+2. We set the cars up for racing by installing special components, racing shocks and so
0: on. A major mark of this car was its handling. But they didn't shy away from the power, no siree. The car was originally designed for racing and it dominated the field.
2: Fast, wide entry, smooth, powerful, braking while downshifting, positioning the car correctly for the apex. Straighten the line as much as possible to minimize the weight transfer. In
0: 1966. Ford made a deal with the rental car company Hertz. Remember O.J. Simpson? Mm Mm-hmm. The deal with Hertz was to offer around 1,000 GT350s for rental.
2: We sold them 1,000, but the problem was people take these things and rent them, go to the drag strip, win them a trophy, take the engine out and put a regular old $200 Mustang engine in them and bring them back.
0: Hertz would start calling them. we got one of these things that has got a different engine. What do we do now? After they came out of the rental fleet, they were returned to Ford, refurbished, and sold to the public as the GT350H model. In 1967, the GT350 got a whole new redesign and became heavier and longer. A new fiberglass hood was added, as well as a new front and rear look. This new look still had some elements from the original look, but became more aggressive and really set it apart from the Mustang. The additional hood and brake cooling scoops helped to keep the car cool under high performance. It wasn't only about performance. Now you could have air conditioning and an AM FM radio. The 4.7 liter V8 pushed out 306 horsepower and 329 pound foot of torque. This was armed with a sturdy four-speed transmission and a single-disc clutch. There was an additional three-speed automatic option as well. The seven-second zero to 60 time and 140 mile per hour top speed was very impressive for the day. Carroll Shelby's name would remain attached to a lot of Ford's performance models, but Shelby and his team were not as involved as in the prior years. In 1969, the 350 received a major facelift. The body length increased by four inches, with some reaching almost 10 inches. In 1969, Shelby and Ford, well, they parted ways. The 69 GT models would no longer be marked with the Cobra. The 2010 GT350 was revealed at the Barrett-Jackson auction, and it was a celebration of the original 1965 Shelby GT350's 45th anniversary. The 2012 GT350 made its world debut at the 2011 Chicago Auto Show. A convertible version was also offered for 2012, and it was the first convertible GT350 since 1970. The 2018 GT350 had three new colors, Kona Blue, Leadfoot Gray, and Orange Fury. This Shelby GT350 is a 2018 with just over 6,000 miles on the odometer. Of course, it's rear wheel drive and it produces 526 horsepower and 429 pounds of torque. The GT350 has a blistering 0-60 to in 4.2 seconds. And just take a look at this color. It's called Orange Fury. And this would have cost you $495 back in 2018 for the special color. And this amazing color looks fantastic with matching black racing stripes, mirror caps, and rear spoiler. This car is actually pretty spacious up front with ample passenger legroom, but the back seat, well, it isn't suited for a full size adult. This 2018 Shelby GT350 is in mint pristine shape. It has the airflow system on the front hood and also on the side. Everything is functional. This Shelby GT350 has 19-inch rims with low-profile tires. The tires in the back are slightly wider for, of course, better traction. Now, I used to have a Shelby GT350. It was a 2017, so just one year younger than this one, if you will. And I got to tell you, I absolutely loved that car. Why did I trade it? Well, the C8 Corvette came out, and that's exactly why I traded it. But I gotta tell you, when I started that vehicle up, the rumble, the roar, was unbelievable. We were having a party one time, and I had to show off in my garage, show the car to a few people that came over. I fired that puppy up, and son of a gun, next thing I know, the garage door's opening, and somebody yelling, what are you doing in there? It literally startled them when I got on the gas with this GT350. So when you get into the cockpit of this Shelby GT350, you're going to feel like an airplane pilot. It's amazing. The gauges are well laid out and they have a row of toggle switches. Now one of the toggle switches is for an active exhaust. Now when you have a car that goes this fast, this quickly, you're going to need to stop on a dime. And with the Brembo brakes on this vehicle, it won't be a problem. This GT350 is amazing inside and out. It is so sharp looking. But what makes this vehicle run? Of course, that's that voodoo engine we've been talking about. So let's take a closer look at it right now. 5.2 liter V8 flat plane crank engine with 526 horsepower, 429 pounds of torque. And what's really, really cool about this, I mean, there are a lot of things that are really cool about this, but if you look over here, you'll see two signatures. Ford Motor Company has assigned two people to each engine of the GT350. And at the very end, they actually sign the plate and it goes onto your engine. In the rear, you'll find the quad dual tip exhaust. And also, up by the trunk area, you'll find the GT350 Super Snake logo all by itself. Now I'm in the cockpit of the GT350, and I must say I'm very, very comfortable. It has nice leather contoured seats, and they're perforated for cooling and for heating. Of course, the GT350 comes with a 6-speed manual transmission. Wouldn't have it any other way. The clutch is very smooth and very user-friendly. And down below from those gauges, you'll see the toggle switches that we were talking about earlier. You have your emergency flashers on, your traction control on-off button, your launch control, and then here we have the toggle switch for the active exhaust. There are many finishing touches on this GT350, which are really, really nice. And one of them is a GT350 nameplate. And on that nameplate, you'll have the number of the chassis of the vehicle that you're driving. I would say this 2018 GT350 checked out rather well. The six-speed transmission, paired with a powerful V8 Voodoo engine, really cranks out the giddy up and go. Carroll Shelby unfortunately passed away in May of 2012. He left a major impact on the world of sports cars and we should all be thankful for his significant contributions.
2: There's a lot of designing, testing, and trial runs behind every new innovation or new performance record.
0: How do I know? My
2: name's Carol Shelby and performance is my business.
0: On Test Drive you get to see many modern muscle cars and believe it or not most of them are for sale. All you have to do is go to sportcarusa.com and check out their entire inventory. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed please subscribe and we'll see you next time on test drive and we're back we hope everybody enjoyed that bit of nostalgia and all sorts of information on the ford shelby gt 350 that was a lot of fun you can't say carol shelby wasn't passionate about cars <laughs> no you certainly <laughs> cannot absolutely not well, I want to wish everybody a happy halloween Yes, a couple of days. Okay. And again, we do want to mention we're represented, of course, by Sport Car USA. It's that time of year. If you're looking to uh, get rid of your vehicle because you don't have the storage or you just need some extra cash for the holidays, how do they get a hold of Sport Car USA, Scott?
1: Yeah. Give us a call. Uh, check out our website
0: any way you can.
1: Social media. We've had some people send us an email info at sportcarusa.com.
0: Send us an email. We'll uh, look into appraising your vehicle. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching. He's Scott Nickerson from Sport Car USA, and I'm Lee Baudette, your host. Thanks for listening to our Test Drive podcast number 34. 34. Okay, I got that right. Be sure to check out our Test Drive series on YouTube, and we'll see you next time on our next Test Drive podcast, which will be number 35. I'm very good at counting. <laughs> and remember, let's never forget the men and women serving this great country of ours. Goodbye, everybody.